Um, but uh, I purposely wanted the, the young people to come in this morning because uh, there has been a fairly heavy burden on my heart lately, not just for here. I've talked to several different preacher friends, and we've had, you know, 45-minute, hour, hour and a half, two-hour discussions <laughs> um, of just so much going on right now. I, I mean, it. if you have not sensed or witnessed any kind of a battle happening, you need to get your head out of the sand. And I say that as nicely as I possibly can. Because there is a warfare right now that is, in my personal opinion, stronger than I have ever seen it experienced. In my 41 years of living and in talking to those older than me, who have even more years ahead of me, uh, many, if not all of them, are fully agreeing there is a different time frame we live in today. Uh, the attack is not as much behind the scenes as it is, can I put it this way, the, the attack is still there, but what we're seeing, while, while we're still seeing the attack on everything that we hold dear, and stand for as a child of God. While we are seeing the attack continue, we're also seeing the fruit of years of surrendering ground. And so what it's doing is it just makes the attack seem that much more unbearable. When you're holding on to a sliver and you're backed up against a wall, and you're still getting pounded. It can feel like there's really just not much reason for fighting anymore. Right? But we are, we are commanded to not give up the fight. I want you to go with me to one verse. And it's been my prayer. In my prayer this morning, I appreciate Brother Butch taking my Sunday school class and combining with his. It has been my prayer this week, especially heavily yesterday. Ain't nothing like cutting grass, just you and God and all the allergies. But, um, but uh, just I put the earbuds in yesterday and turned on. A, a list of songs that were, I mean, I can't even give you the list, but it's just solid, old-fashioned, biblical singing, just nonstop. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I've, I've asked God not to let that, that moment yesterday, the time I spent, not to let that heart leave until the message is done. Because in all honesty, and I'm, I'm, I'm not bragging, so y'all don't take it that way, but um, the tears rolling down my face wasn't because of allergies. It's because I'm about full as I can get watching some things happen and watching around this, not only our church and our city, but watching even and in hearing from even uh, my friends who are pastoring and trying to toe the line and hold things together from the, from the pulpits of this nation, preaching the word of God. And uh, you think you're going to call and share and I need some support. And then you find out they were about to call you because they need support. <laughs> Homes are falling apart. Children are jumping ship by the droves. 
and a desire for God is just drifting. This morning, if you go to the book of Jude, Jude is the only way we can say it. Jude chapter 1. There's only one chapter, though. So it shouldn't be hard to find. If you find Jude, you found the right chapter. Jude chapter 1. I want, I want you kids, and I know y'all will, but I want y'all to listen up. All of y'all that are in here, teenagers, all the way down. I want y'all to listen very intently. I, I will and it's not because I'm being mean, but I will for a moment here in just a little while, I will be speaking directly to our young people as well. Jude chapter 1, verse number 3, just one verse. It says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation... It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. It was needful in that moment, and may I say it's abundantly needful today. It is time for God's people to start contending again. So, here is the one word message title. I know some of y'all are like, oh, wow, hey. No, just the title is one word. It's simply contend. Contend. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dig in a little bit further and, and get to what the Lord has in my heart for this morning. So y'all hang on. It's going to get more interesting than it is right now. All right, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this place that we can come to together with the sole purpose of singing your praises fellowship and as well but all it all comes down to one main thing and that is we want to hear from you and i pray as we open up your word this morning as i've been praying for a while again earlier in my office lord we need you to do something special this morning need you to meet with us in a very unique way this morning would you bring home the thought and apply it deep within the heart of every person here? Would you open up the, the ears of our youth that they may hear and retain what we're about to look at? Would you also allow each and every adult, whether parent, grandparent, friend, whatever it is, Lord, I pray you'd help every single one of us this morning to open ourselves up completely to the truth of your word and the reality of where we are today. Would you help us this morning in ways that only you can? And we'll be careful to give you the honor and glory for it all. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. We ultimately are in a fight for eternity. We know that. We're not seeking to earn our right to live with God in eternity, but we are in a fight. It's an, it's an eternal thing. It's not just temporal on this earth, though that is where the heat of this fight takes place. Uh, it is against uh, those that have sought to overthrow God from day one and will seek to overthrow him until the day that he finally puts a final end to the attempts. But this, this battle is a battlefield that is actually a daily warfare. And I, 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 y'all know I like the song, The Winning Side. I'm on the winning side. I like that song. That's wonderful. I love On the Winning Side. And, and I, I, there, there's other songs um, 
um, Southern Gospel song, you know, uh, been, been a while that it came out. But I know the back of the book, and we win. I understand those songs, and I agree with them. And I, I have read the back of the book, and I do know that we win. Well, I put it this way. We win because we're on the winning side. We didn't do anything. The end result is because of what God does himself. Um, when we come back with him, some people think we're going to come back with him and woohoo, we're going to charge in and start fighting a good fight. Uh, no, actually, we're on, we're on the, 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 the sidelines watching as one individual steps forward and doesn't even raise a hand. He just speaks a word and it's over. But we are on the winning side and I get that. But here's the problem. We often look and say, in our hearts, if not out loud, we'll say it in our minds and in our hearts. Well, you know, in the end, God's going to win it all anyways. And that's not untrue. But we use it sometimes to make us feel better about losing the daily battles. Well, you know, in the end, God's going to correct it all. <laughs> well, in the end, God's going to make it all right. Well, in the end, God's going to win, and I'm going to be on his side. I'm on the winning side. That's great. Yeah, but what about today? What about now? What about here? And, and, and please, I've said before, when it comes to these kind of messages, I know these are not the hoop, holler, and shout messages. And I don't want it to be a hoop, holler, and shout. Matter of fact, I'd much rather see tears flow than hoop, holler, and shouting this morning. But this is not a message preached at anybody. It's a message preached for every single one of us because I've already been receiving it in daily doses. We often look and say, well, the end will, will, will fix it all. Yeah, but it's a daily warfare that we're fighting. It is eternal in its aspect of it's been from the beginning and it will go all the way until God finally puts an end to everything. But it is a daily warfare and battleground for each and every one of us. And may I say, parents, dads, husband, wife, families in this church, may I say, we lose the battles more often than we want to actually admit. We have lost ground. We are losing left and right, and, uh, and I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but if you, if you don't think we're losing left and right, just look at the mindsets of our children. Look at the things that interest them. Look at the things that are driving them. Look at the, the hopes they have for their future in this country. Are they of God? If not, May I say, and I'm not being accusative, we're all in the same boat. If not, we're losing the battles on a daily basis. Now, I'm not saying that every single boy has to be a preacher and every single girl needs to be a missionary. Uh, that kind of junk has been preached for for. Years and years and years, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for pushing and encouraging young people to surrender their life to full-time service for the Lord. But here's the thing, God doesn't have everyone going to Africa, and God doesn't have everyone preaching behind a pulpit. We'd have more power in our homes and more power in our churches if we actually had people that understood if God doesn't call me to pre preach behind a pulpit as a young man, but I'm just faithful to him as a layperson who soul wins and who reaches people and who shows others who God is. If I'm just faithful and I please him, But here's what we've presented, and you young people listen up. Here's what, here's what, unfortunately, many young people get a hold of today. Well, if I'm not called to do that, I can do whatever I want. Well, if I'm not called over here, I can go make some money. Well, if I'm not called for this over here, I can go, go ahead and, and I, I, can, I, can, I can be a famous whatever star. Sports, music, you name it. Well, if I'm not doing that stuff, I've got all this over here as an option. 
All I can ask is show me in here where God says, if I don't call you to serve me full time in some capacity, you are free to live however the world lives. And you are free to focus on everything the world says matters. And you are free to have everything that you would possibly hope for that everybody says you need to go after. Don't get mad at the mouthpiece, please, this morning. I want, hold on, you'll, Lord willing, you'll see my heart in this. We are to be contending. Our adversary, not just the enemy, the Bible calls him our adversary. Our adversary has spent his energy battling each generation with one focused goal in mind. Capture the heart of the next generation. Capture the heart of the next generation. And with each generation, he's got a greater and greater and greater percent of them. It should not be surprising to us because Satan has never changed his tactics. 2 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11 says, To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Now here's, he goes on, and he point, he's talking about forgiveness. He's talking about living according to how Christ would live. And here's why he says that. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. He hadn't changed anything. He keeps repeating the same process over and over again, and it's actually succeeding more and more every single generation. Shouldn't we wise up? Shouldn't we catch on? That is why we are clearly instructed in God's word to put on the whole armor of God. Y'all know it, but let me just read it anyways. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, how are you going to stand against something you don't have any clue what's coming at you? I mean, we know his wiles. We know his tactics. We know his habits. We know what he uses. Therefore, we know what to stand against. The only way we're going to take a stand, though, is to put on the armor that will protect us while standing. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. That's the onslaught. That's the attack. That's the constant bombardment in your life by the adversary. And then goes on to say, and having done all to stand. Meaning, the armor is there to protect us, but we still have to stand. We still have to determine, I am going to contend for that which is right. I'm going to stand. I I like what Billy Sunday said. Y'all like this. Billy Sunday. He said, I'm against sin. I'll kick it as long as I've got a foot. I'll fight it as long as I've got a fist. I'll butt it as long as I've got a head. I'll bite it as long as I've got a tooth. And when I'm old and fistless and footless and toothless, I'll gum it until I go to glory. And it goes to perdition. In other words, I'm just going to keep contending. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep standing. He said, but preacher, I've got too many black eyes. You know what? Some of y'all have already gone here, okay? Some of y'all in your minds have already gone to this, and y'all probably know where I'm headed. One of my favorite 
movies as a whole, if you want to say that, it, 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 when I think about this kind of stuff, there is one, one series of movies and one only that really fits the bill for me. Anybody want to guess? Rocky. Okay, but all I can picture, and now watch, all I can picture is this. When he's getting pounded, boom. I mean, and he's there, and it's just straight to the face. Now, I understand it's all fake. It was all, it was all acted. I get that. I get that. But when he, I mean, straight to the face, wham! And he's half bent over, and that guy comes, wham! Hits him again. Now, picture it. it that is our adversary. We're like, oh, that was wham and we're like that wasn't fair here's what happens it's so bad it's so bad we're we're down like this and the rest still counting right the count is supposed to give you breather time you're supposed to take as much of it as you can so you can come back up and you're ready to get, and and whoo whoo and he's still counting he's like, Six, seven, here comes the adversary. Wham! Wait, 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 I'm supposed to have a little more time. He doesn't even fight fair. And I know, right now, I know. Listen, there are plenty of people right now, plenty of God's people right now, plenty of homes right now. You, your, your eyes are black, they're blue, they're swollen, you're bleeding. I mean, you are literally beat to a pulp and you're trying your best to stand on them wobbly knees while the enemy's saying, here I come again. And you're just wishing he'd take a quick time out. Can somebody save me by the bell? Ding, 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 please. I need to go to my corner. And yet sometimes it feels like the enemy has put a silencer on the bell. No matter how much it, you can't hear it. <laughs> this round is never ending. I'm going to keep hitting you until you go down and decide it's not worth getting back up. Anybody here ever felt like that? May I say you look around. You look at where the generation is going. You look at where the younger ones coming up are headed. You listen to the things that they're saying. You listen to the things that they're wanting. You listen to the stuff that they're desiring. And you kids, listen to me. You, you look at, the, at all this different stuff and you think it matters. And you think it, it's really going to be great. And you think it's going to be wonderful. It's what everybody else gets to do. They're enjoying it. Yeah, there is fun and sin for a season. Yeah, but they got lots of money doing that. Yeah, and their life is miserable. If you could only follow them for 24 hours, you'd understand just how pathetic their life is. All we get to see is the shininess they put together just before going on TV. And you look at the generation coming up, and you look at what they're wanting, what they're desiring, what they think is great, what they think is wonderful. And honestly, as a child of God, I look, and even in the church, it's happening. And it's like, what? What's going on? They don't want to go to youth rallies where there's going to be preaching. That's boring. And you look, and you're like, is it even worth it? I'm tired of being punched on like a punching bag. I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of standing and being ridiculed. I'm tired of saying that shouldn't be done and being laughed at. I'm tired of saying, you know what? Here's what the church is still supposed to do. And everybody around you say, well, that's not how the church does it today. You need to catch up with the times. I'm tired. Are you tired? And then if it's not, if it's not bad enough to add insult to injury, you turn around and you expect it from out there and then you turn around and you come, come within the fold and you come within the house of God and you're like, oh, haven. And all of a sudden, wham! 
Not that one. Not that family, Lord. Not that kid, Lord. Oh, Lord, not that mom. Not that dad. Does anyone, anybody want to serve God anymore? And the enemy says, you're down on one knee, but I don't care. Just easier to hit you from above. Wham! Stay down, boy, it ain't worth it. Stay down, mom, it ain't worth it. Stay down, church, it ain't worth it. Nobody wants what y'all have to offer anymore. They got much more entertaining things to go to. They got a lot more fun things to go to. They got places they can go where the kids don't have to worry about hearing any Bible stories. They got Game Boys and they've got, they, they've got uh, all, all the different arcade stuff. And they've, they, they got a whole arcade room and pool, pool tables and ping pong tables and everything else. And that's where the kids go for church. Don't, now listen, I'm not pointing fingers and I am not attacking other people. Well, I am attacking the acts of people of individuals, the acts of an entire generation that has walked away from truth and is now trying to barter with the next generation by giving them what the adversary himself wants them to want and hoping that they'll look and say, wow, isn't God good to us? Look at all the worldly stuff he's let us enjoy. Isn't God good? We want to serve him. Insanity! It's not going to make people want to serve God. Now, I don't believe you. I told you before, I'm as old-fashioned as you're going to find it, but I'm old-fashioned without the emphasis on having to be old. I believe there are things when it ain't, it ain't broke, don't fix it. I believe there are old paths when, when, they, when they've led right all this time, you don't walk off of them. I believe there are truths when they've never changed because God does not change. They're his truths. I think you, you, you stick with them. But I, I believe there are things we can do. There are things we, we, we can make life for the Lord. God doesn't want his people to be sour and, 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 and depressed and like, oh, we're... We're serving God. We're suffering for Him. Life is wonderful with God. Yeah, please, try better to convince me it is. Why would I want the misery you have? If, well, bless God, if you're going to serve Him, you can't have anything. Because He told everybody in the Bible, He said you're supposed to get rid of it all and just trust God. Now listen, yes, if it's gonna if it's gonna cause you to trust in the stuff you have rather than trust in him, that's what you're supposed to get rid of. But God has the ability to bless his people beyond measure. God has the ability to give his people everything they need, and may I say, even sometimes, even some things that they might desire, as long as they would not be sinful, wrong, worldly, or draw them away from him. Can God give his people a brand new car that they never could afford any other way? Hell, yeah. Can God's people get that job promotion or that, that position that honestly they never thought they would see? They'll never consider me. And all of a sudden, boom. Can God do that for his people? Will God do that for his people? Yes. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. God's not looking to make sure that all of his people are miserable in sackcloth and ashes 24-7. You know, I'll be honest. I mean, if God required me to wear sackcloth and, 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 and live in mourning 24-7, I hate wearing suits. And say, why do you do it? Because the Lord won't let me do any other way when it comes to representing him behind the pulpit. And once this coat goes on and I start sweating, it stays. All right? But I know some preachers take them off halfway through. <laughs> no, no. 
uh, I'm thoughtful. All right? But here's the thing. We've gotten to a point where we, we think serving God is so miserable, we've con- convinced our kids it is. We're convinced serving God keeps me from having fun. Oh, no, I don't believe that. Then, then why is it that if I was to ask the children underneath the leadership of the home, they would say, oh, mom and dad really don't. Yeah, they, they're, they're pretty miserable. I'm not saying it's every home. But I'm saying if we actually ask the kids what your parents actually believe and what they really, what they, your parents and grandparents, what do they present in the home concerning serving God? Is it joyful? Is it wonderful? Is it exciting? Is it, is it something that you would rather have more than anything else? It, how do your authorities in the home, if we were to open up and ask the kids, how many of them would say, oh, man. According to my parents, serving God's the best thing since sliced bread. According to my parents, God has always been good. Boy, according to my grandparents, my goodness, they do nothing but speak how much God loves them and what all he has accomplished for them. And boy, how good it is to serve him. How many places, how many homes of Christians in our country would the children say, my parents have not told me, they've taught me, and they've shown me by their own belief. Serving God is worth it. And we wonder why, as soon as they turn 18, and nowadays it doesn't even wait to 18, many of them are gone before 18. They might be in a home, but up here, they're gone. And we wonder why we were shrinking. The next generation's not coming back. Yes, we need to instill in them truth. I get that. I understand that. But they need to see that it matters in us, parents. The Bible says that we're to contend for the faith. I'm going to say this, and I'll be wrapping this up. And get to what I really want to do. Because I went and bought something for this very reason. I haven't used it yet. We are told we are to contend for the faith. Keep fighting. We're not talking about fist fighting in the, in the sense of like fighting people and fighting individuals and being stubborn and, and mule-headed and, and just in your face with it. That is not the kind of Christianity that Christ presented. He stood when he needed to stand, but he didn't look for a fight and make a fight. But when he needed to take a stand on truth, he stood and he didn't back down. Even to the point of turning over the tables and chasing them out of that holy place with a whip. He wasn't a fighter, but he was a contender. If Christ was a fighter at heart, then he wouldn't have let them pluck his beard and slap him in the face and beat him with a cat of nine tails and mock him and ridicule him. If he was a fighter, a brawler, then he would have fought. But he was a contender. There's a difference. May I say, well, let me give you these verses and I'm going to give you, there's two choices you can take, you, you can make today. Proverbs 28, 4 says, they that forsake the law praise the wicked. In other words, those that don't want to follow God, praise the wicked. I'm going to show you a picture in just a moment. Not yet. Just a moment. I'm going to show you kids. I'm going to show y'all who doesn't really care about you. All right? Y'all hold on. All you you kids, you hold on. But those that forsake the law, praise the wicked. But such as keep the law, those that follow God, those that stick to this book, those that know what matter and say, I'm not going to fall down and stay down. I'm going to get back up and keep contending. It says, but such as keep the law, contend with them. You know what that means? When somebody's praising wickedness, the one that stands for God says, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're wrong. Sorry if it hurts your twiddle feelings. Your poor little inner child's about to get warped. But you are wrong. That is wicked. That is satanic. That is of the devil. 
That is the adversary winning the hearts of all those that will listen, even God's people. And you better run. Better get your shoes on and you better get out. Y'all just bear with me. Because there's a harlot trying to get a hold of you boys. And there's a pervert trying to get a hold of you girls. And it's not just in sensual things, uh, the way we would think of it. We're talking about in every aspect of life, you are bombarded 24-7, kids. Y'all listen to me. You're going to be bombarded. If you have, how, how, many, how many of you kids, how, how many of you kids, uh, all of y'all in here. There's more in here than I was expecting this morning. But how, how many of y'all uh, have a digital device, a phone, a tablet, Okay, oh, very much, very okay. All right, all right. What you have, again, it's the day and age we live in. But what you have here is a window to wickedness if you so choose. What you have here is the opportunity to turn your back on everything that matters if you so choose. This in itself is not wicked. This in itself is not evil. This in itself, by itself, is not all completely and totally bad and useless and you should throw it in the garbage. That is, that is, that is dumb. This in itself is just a device. It is a method. It is a mode of opportunity. And it can be used for that which is good. And it can be handy. And it can even, you can even read your Bible through it. Now, I still encourage you to have a physical one. Because one day when they EMP us, this thing's going to go dead. You can turn off devices and lose battery. But you, you, the printed page is going to stick around for a long time. They've tried to burn that book from generation to generation to generation. They tried to burn it out until it never would exist again, and it just keeps popping up. But this device, this right here that y'all have in your hands, is the number one stripping device of godliness from the lives of young people because you can go to a fun little thing called YouTube. Now, I like YouTube. YouTube teaches you how to do a lot of things. It teaches you how to do a lot of handy things around the house that you don't know what to do. And then your wife says, see, now you know how to do it. So why aren't you doing it? Okay. But, but this, this right here, you go to YouTube, it'll also teach you how to do things that will pull you from the house of God. It's going to teach you how to do things. If you're not careful, it'll teach you how to do things that will cause you to go after everything that is ungodly and wicked and think that you are doing yourself a favor. It'll teach you that your parents are stupid. Go to YouTube. Matter of fact, you pull up the front pages of YouTube. If, 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 no matter what you like and say, you pull up the front pages, you're going to be inundated. You're going to be completely taken over with a whole bunch of encouragement. Go listen to this one and this one and this one and this one. And all these different things that want you to listen to and follow and be influenced by are going to teach you that your parents are dumb, their ways are stupid, the Bible doesn't matter, and all this godly stuff is actually wrong. You should have the freedom to do what you want to do and be who you want to be. doesn't matter how you were born by God to be. You choose, you do, it's your life, go for it. If you're not careful, you'll open that window and you'll start listening and watching through a little device that's not bad in itself, but will give you access. And I gotta hurry and I've gotta be done. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight 
of faith. I'm not saying be a brawler. I'm not saying go out there and go find somebody in this city and tell them, you're wicked. No, that's not what I'm talking about. We'd be good just to go ahead and everything that's coming at us be ready to fight here. Be ready to fight now. I don't have to go look for it. It's already found me. I ain't got to go look for the problem. It's already at me. I ain't got to go try to find the adversary and go make an adversary out there. He's already bombarding me with everything I don't honestly know how I'm going to handle. Got to get, my, gotta get my, my tool. Hold on. Go ahead real quick. Throw that picture up there for me. I was very careful. I did the best I could being very careful with this. By the way, it took me way longer than I wanted to, and I almost just completely gave up. You know how hard it is to be able to show a picture of what's out there and actually be able to show it in church? Taylor Swift doesn't care about you. Them rap artists don't care about you. By the way, hey, hey. Yeah. You know what this is? You know what those little teardrops are? I've been in the prisons. I've been to death row. For the right reasons. I've been there. You know what every one of those teardrops stands for? Somebody they killed. You know what all this stuff is? <sighs> West side. I lived in an area where, where bloods and crips and all that kind of stuff was big. I had friends. <laughs> I'm telling myself now. I had friends that were wrapped up in it. And when I was a teenager, I thought it was cool too. Preacher's kid. Hanging out with the deacon's kid. But listen. All that rap junk up there. All that pop junk up there. They don't care about you. They don't care if your life is miserable later. Don't think you're going to go and all of a sudden you're going to follow their footsteps and have their millions. You can have all the millions you want and be miserable. You know what they teach you? And yes, I'm pointing fingers and I'm, I, I put them on here on purpose. And some of y'all probably know their faces. You know exactly who they are. Some of them I know. Just because I used to teach in public schools. I hear it all the time. That group up there, all they want to teach you is live as impure as you possibly can and have as much fun as you possibly can because afterwards it won't matter. Do whatever you want. Matter of fact, you have the right to hate police officers. You have the right to hate your friends. You have the right to hate those people that come against you. Oh, by the way, if you don't like them, just tap them. 90 plus percent of rap is all about death, killing, capping people, rape and drugs. And you would be appalled if you can go around the churches of our country. You'd be appalled how many young people love it. And there are Christian young people. Mm. Mm. This is taking way longer than I wanted it to take. But I was going to call Jared. Brother Bob, why don't you come here real quick? You done, you done did it now. I just, I just need your help. Yeah. No, no, yeah. <clears throat> unless you want to take them off, then I, then I can pop you one. All right, so here's the, here's the problem. You want to help me with that one? I am done reading my Bible because there's no way I'm going back to turning pages now. There you go. Strap, just strap that down. Yep, that's good. Thank you, sir. All right. Here's the problem. We don't want to put the gloves on. We're tired. We're, we're pounded. We're beat. We can't hardly stand. And the Bible tells us, God tells us, listen, contend for the faith. Earnestly contend. 
Get back up. Fight. Yeah, but they don't like it. Fight. They don't want to hear it. Fight. The world makes fun of us. Fight. They're more interested in that stuff. Fight. What's more important to us, adults? Our comfort and ease or their lives? Yes, I'm mad. I'm not mad at you. Sometimes I get mad at me. But I'm mad at our adversary. And I'm tired. I'm tired of having black eyes. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of seeing people in my own family, not the house, but in my own extended family. I'm tired of seeing everybody just say, you know what, forget it. It ain't so bad anyways. Tired of getting punched in the face over and over just to come to the house of God and get punched again right in the gut. Wham! Then when I'm bent over, wham! I I thought this was supposed to be a haven. I thought we were supposed to see hope here. And we're losing. Uh, I need your help one more time. Take, take one of these off. Jack, come here. I would have pulled Luke, but I like to say, hey, Jack. All right. Here's our problem. We're so tired and we don't want to fight anymore. We're not teaching anybody else to. But here's where we're messing up. Put this glove on. Come on, come on. Wait up in there. There you go. All right. (laughs) Bing, bing. All right. Glove's a little big for you, isn't it? You know, if we were to go fighting, I'd probably have a lot more success than you. But here's the thing. But that glove's too big. That glove doesn't fit. It will one day. He can't do much of that glove. Well, at least he's got some protection, but one day he's going to grow into it. And if he's got it on, he's ready. And if he's learned how to use it, he's ready. Knuckles. Oh, come on. Give me better than that. Come on. There there we go. All right. But here's the thing. If we don't prepare them, give my glove back. All right. No protection, no whatever. Good luck there, Jack. If we don't protect them, they're fighting an adversary who doesn't play fair to start with. And we have not enabled them with anything they need to glove up and be ready for the fight. Now, Jack, if you don't glove up, if you don't get ready for the fight, you're going down. Luke, you'll go down. Maven, you'll go down. I keep going down a list, but my brain just died on me. Every single one of you, go have a seat. Aaron, come here. Put that on. Come on, gotta help yourself. I can't do anything with this glove. All right, there we go. As they get a little bit older, if he hasn't learned how to use that by now, he's in trouble. By the way, sometimes this is just to protect. So when that, when that wicked one comes 
and tries to go at. Sometimes it is <laughs> gloves up, gloves up, and he's going to get pounded and pounded and pounded. But what's going to help him survive is he's been given some spiritual gloves to be able to put some protections. It's still going to hurt. You're still going to get tired. You're really going to not like that time in the ring. But when he steps back for a second, you're going to come up, and instead of being all bloody and everything, you're, you're going to have had gloves in front of you, and you're going to come up still able to see. I still see you, and I still know what you're up to. Round two. But if he hasn't got a glove, good job. Then he's just going to get beat to a pulp. I have my glove back. And what he's going to do, what he's going to do, he's going to say, you know what? They look like they're having a lot more fun than I'm having. I'm going to go their way. Go ahead, go sit down. I'm going to go do their thing. I'm going to go have their fun. And too many of them are gone. And they're getting younger. You know why they're getting younger and younger and younger when they're already gone in their minds? Because they used to have to wait until they were old enough to go see things. Now they just see it every single day. Now they long for it every single day. Now young people want to have what the world has every single day because it's in front of them every single day. And they have more time with this than learning how to use these. Now let me get, I'm, I'm done, I'm closing But I want to do something that's on my heart. This is not a normal, I need my, I'm sweating like a pig on a skewer. This is not a typical Sunday morning. Because I'm kind of tired of typical Sunday mornings. <laughs> we need them. We need the good encouragements. We, we better wake up. We better wake up. Hey, dads, what about, oh, I had points. You ready? Here they are, seven of them. What about contending for the truth? What about contending for righteousness? What about contending for holiness? What about contending for your church? What about contending for your marriage? What about contending for your home and then contending ultimately for your children? And the list could probably go on and on and on and on and on. How are we going to contend? How are we supposed to do that? Lord, help. Here, God, help. I'm losing them, Lord. Help. If we bathed it as much in prayer as we do in complaint, we'd make a difference. If we bathed them in, as much in prayer as we do in aggravation, it'd make a difference. If we bathed the children in prayer as much as we do the irritating nature of, oh, I'm sick and tired of this, it might make a difference. All you kids, y'all do me a favor. I know you didn't bargain for this. Y'all come here. Come here. Aaron, why don't you come here too? And well, any there are any others. You don't you, you don't have to, but you can, but the ones in this church, I want them here. Yep, come on, Lib. Y'all stand right here. Line, line up line up right here. Line up, line up across the front. Line up, line up. Girls, line up right here. Just keep going that direction. 
Let's go right there. Let's go right there. Who's going to contend for them? Who's going to fight for them? Parents, are you going to fight? Are you going to contend? You can do one of two things. You can contend or you can pretend. We care. <laughs> then contend. It matters. <laughs> then contend. We want to see them serve God. Then contend. Stop pretending. Stop acting like we care. Acting like it matters. Acting like it's eternity. Acting like something's going to happen if we don't do something. Stop acting like it and let's get out there and contend. Put the gloves on. Take the hits. Keep standing. If it matters, then we do something. How about this? Who's going to contend? This one's a tough one. No, I'm picking. Parents, y'all going to contend for her? I don't normally do this. Because I don't like pushing people. But I'm feeling pushy today. How about y'all come contend with her right now? You're mine. You hold on. I know. I think your mama's in the nursery, is she? You're in the nursery. It's not fair. Don't you do that. What about these crew? What about this? Hey, parents, grandparents, you got one up here? Why don't you come contend for them? Why don't you come take them? Why don't you find an altar? I know there are some kids that are here, visitors and stuff that are here. You're, you're, you're here. This is, not, this is uh, you know, not really your church and stuff. But, but hey, there's still an altar for you too. How about you take these young people? How about you take these young ones? How about you take the ones that this is our future? How about you contend for them? Put on the gloves. Don't back down. Fight. Fight. Put that crowd back up here. That crowd is fighting for them every single day. And that crowd is loud, and that crowd is obnoxious, and that crowd is forceful, and that crowd is winning. About time we got the gloves back out, we said, nope. Ring that bell again. I'm ready. Come on. And I can't do it alone, but by the way, I'm not going to go there, Isaiah 50. A picture of the future, what Christ himself would endure. But Isaiah was saying, I'm not alone. He's with me. As I contend, he is on my side. You have truth on your side. And they act like they've got the best options. Contend. Contend. Miss Wanda, why don't you come? You don't mind? You play. All you parents, grandparents, y'all are down here. If you've got young people with you, why don't you turn right around right now? Why don't you spend some time right here, right here at this altar? How about you adults that are here, that maybe you have grandparents that are not here, grandchildren that are not here, children that are not here, but you still need to be contending. How about you go ahead and contend on your knees before God, for the next generation that we are losing. Contend. Contend. Invitation's open. You need to come. This is the way we're going to do it. You just need to come. Why don't you come contend? 
Say, preacher, I don't know what kind of a difference I'm going to make. What kind of a difference am I going to make? I hardly even get to see my grandkids much anymore. I don't see my children that much. They're grown and got their own families. Then contend for their families. Fight for their families on your knees. You may not have their ear as much as you used to. You may not have the power over things to help influence the way you used to. But you can fight on your knees. You can beg God on your knees. Contend. Contend. 